0: Welcome to episode 858 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 858 of I Am Talk with coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going
1: mate? I'm pretty good, Bevan. I am pretty good.
0: It's really important. I just
1: thought I'd missed, I'd missed something, but I haven't. You haven't? My, yep. my screen just refreshed. Oh, thank God for that. Didn't actually. want to forget about our awesome patrons. No, you
0: didn't. And let's get straight into it because you're seem a bit occupied right now. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you to our patrons. Who are they, Jonbo? Jonathan Lumberjack Woodman. We've got Mark, the unpredictable Wilshire. And Andrew, too smooth, Maud. Too smooth. And this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a hot topic of the week, age group of the week, high five, pro of the week, and winger of the week. There's lots of of the weeks this week. It is. Let's get straight into the news. Okay, PTO have announced this is interesting. The PTO Asian Open will be happening on the 20th of August in Singapore. While the full swim, bike and run course are still under wraps, we can reveal that the race venue will be Singapore's iconic Marina Bay Financial District, surrounded by Singapore's stunning skyline. With the famous Marina Bay Sounds Hotel and Merlion statue in the- as its backdrop, this will be a race like any other that you've experienced before. Following the 2K swim, you'll have the unique chance to explore Singapore over a flat, fast 80k multi-bike lap course. With roads closed to regular traffic It'll just be you versus the competition Or taking on the incredible surroundings of the city Finally there's an 18k run Which is flat, fast With multiple laps This closing section of the race Will make it the most spectacular venue Before buzzing to the finish line Experience fit for world Greatest endurance athletes John, what
1: happens for the Collins Cup? There's lots going on here, Bevan. Yeah. We knew th- we knew the, the, this race was coming, the Asian Open, um, and we assume there'll still be the Canadian Open and the US Open. One of the spanners in the work for these guys doing the PTO races is not knowing what's going on with um, um, Hawaii and, yeah. and where the men's race is, and, and that's kind of thrown a yeah, bit of a spanner in the works. So a few things to unpack here. Um, firstly, Singapore as a race venue, um, should be really really cool be humid but it'll be, it'll be hot and humid that's okay it's good uh, good preparation for, for hot races um, the location it's in downtown Singapore I've only been to Singapore a couple of times but my fear here is you're going to have to run this race really early in the morning on a Sunday morning I imagine because yep. Singapore is it's a compact yeah. city you know uh, and you've got to think you've got to get an 80 kilometre bike course out of this um, so you're assuming you know four laps of 20k maybe um, which is which, that's okay I'm, I'm okay well, it with that. depends how many people you've got on it mm-hmm. um, but what we want to see at these races for the pros especially is just massive crowds you know and whilst the the racing itself at the both the PTO races this year in Canada and in Dallas f- some fantastic racing yep But there were no crowds. No. Uh, And that's my fear with the Singapore races. There'll be be no crowds again if they've got to hold it early on a Saturday morning. But look, if you're in Asia, you live over there, then uh, I'd be getting on this. You know, you're going to see some world class racing.
0: Well, but the pitch with this is to age groupers, isn't it? If you read that, what I just read to you there, Hmm. that there is a total pitch for age groupers come along and do this race. Hmm. But the question I have is. First of all, all the PT key races kinda of happen PTO. PTO yeah. sorry. Um, happen in a very short time frame. So we've got Canadian twenty fourth. When's is there a European one?
1: Uh not this year. No. Okay, so then you've got
0: that in July, Asian open twentieth of August. Yeah, and it's then a month the US Open. Yeah, I know, but it's yeah. like
1: three months for the year. That's the, that's kind of the racing season, yeah. Um
0: why can't we even like Australasian?
1: That's coming to yeah. I, I would have probably picked this race to be a little bit earlier. Um, so look, what what this does also mean is trying to. was a few things. Firstly, it's a week before the seventy point three World Championships in Finland. So some athletes might do both. Some are going to pick uh, one or the other, um, and we'll have a discussion we'll, we'll, around we'll prize money. That. Uh, we'll go. We'll go into that in a second. Okay. But but the way the season's laid out. If the dates remain the same as they did last year or roughly the same, as you've got the Canadian open, as Bevan said in uh, late July, you've got the well the Collins Cup was basically the same time as this Asian open um, in sort of late August. You've got the world 70.3 champs a week after. So this race in Singapore is the 20th of August, world 70.3 champs are 26th, 27th of August. Um, then you've got uh, Nice in the 10th of September and last year we had the US Open uh, on the 17th of December which is only a week after that. So you're going to thinking any of the guys doing Nice are not going to be racing the US Open if it stays at that date and then you've got Kona um, in October on the 14th of October so it creates a real challenge to try to find that date in September, October because you're either going to have it too close to the women's race and not far enough away from from the men's race to to get the men racing so yeah, it has created certainly a few challenges by having the split Ironman World Championships however, having said that we're going to see more and more athletes specialise at this distance. You know, we've seen plenty of athletes, you know, guys like Kyle Smith. Um, I mean, we interviewed that guy, Mika Nude, I think it was. And a lot of them, they're just going to go, I'm focusing on the PTO races. That's my gig for this year. Well, and let's be honest, you're going to make good money if you do well in them. Totally. let say you do well
0: in three PTO
1: races. Yeah. That's
0: a good, that's a good financial year.
1: So, uh, until oh, Wait a
0: second. Where's Collins Cup?
1: Yeah, I don't know where the hell that fits in. Because um, they have announced it. Hmm. No, well, they haven't announced the US Open or the Canadian Open either yet, so who knows where the hell that's going to fit in, whether or not you've you've slotted in at the very end of the season, but I don't know where it's going to fit. But it's meant to be their pinnacle event. Mm.
0: Yeah. So they don't put that at the end of the season.
1: I know. Uh, so, but I don't know where it's going to fit because you're going to have to have people, you know, a lot of the athletes are going to have to qualify for Kona still, or qualify for the world champs, I shouldn't say Kona. And, and they're going to be doing races, you know, like Ironman Germany or Roche or something like that in, you know, early, late June, early July. So, yeah, we're going to. Uh, the challenge is we want to see the big athletes going head to head, but now we're getting more and more races. Uh, that's going to start to spread things uh, a little bit thinner. But look, if I was. Um, If I was a middle distance athlete, you know, 70.3, someone like a Paula Finlay and Ashley Gentle, people like that, you'd just be licking your lips, going, another race, another big payday coming my way. Well, if you go to the PTO website,
0: they basically have the Asian Open's been announced on the 19th and 20th of August, my birthday, 19th, don't forget it. Um, But secondly, it's all got other races announced soon. Mm. So.
1: they need to get onto that. They but, really do. But they, have, they had to wait till they had this Kona slash Nice announcement. Um, they couldn't really do too much then in, in, in their defence. But going forward, you know, you need to be planning a long way in advance. Um, so well, let let's see what happens. Make him w- wrote Collins Cup. Oh, absolutely! But that'd be the best move, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know, make wrote wrote Collins Cup day as well. It'll be great. I'm going to be there. <laughs> oh, there you go. It might be too late in the piece, so you know, I don't know how. Too late to announce
0: it. Yeah,
1: um, and and rote as a Sunday race, You do it on Saturday. Mm. Might be a bit bit late in the piece. Do it on Monday. I'll be happy. Change my ticket. It just seem it does seem like a good solution. Hmm. Going forward, get rid of the. Just well, have, just ha- just right have everybody. Just so have it gives everybody, it the atmosphere, doesn't it? You get rid of the old format. Just have everybody do a race on Saturday, right? And uh, oh, so you're saying even you just do an Ironman, or or do or, or do distance. some sort of distance. Have the age groupers race Saturday, Day. Everyone else race Sunday. That would be awesome. And you could do a lap course. You don't have to. You mm. know, you don't have to use. would still have the Solarberg Hill in there. Yep. But you'd make it a, a lap course. It'd be wicked. So just uh, in terms of uh, prize money. So you know, if people are considering. Or should I should do the seventy point three World Champs or do the Asian Open? There's a week week apart. Million dollar prize money for these uh, PTO races. I've stated that. That's what it was last year. I'm assuming there'll be no change to that. Uh, compared to three hundred and fifty thousand for seventy point three World Champs. Wow. Uh, so you basically, if you win it, uh, the PTO race, you're getting double the money, hundred grand. If you finish say in tenth place at PTO, you're getting sixteen thousand uh, dollars at uh, World well, 70.3 champs, 6500 You finish 15th, you're getting $10,000 at PTO, $3,000 at 70.3, and that's where the prize money finishes for 70.3 racing. For um, PTO, still paying 5000 for 20th, and then 21st through to 40, and they'll only have 40 in the race, each get $2,000, so at least you're covering your expenses to get to the race.
0: The only reason to go to world 70.3s champs is to be a winner.
1: Yeah. You really, really? Potentially the podium. No. But I couldn't tell you. Yeah, come uh, on. Name top three from three years ago. I I couldn't tell you that, but on your resume, it looks quite good if you're a world championship medalist. That's going to hold more value than getting, say, third at a PTO race. But you'd balance that up going, well, a sponsor might give me an extra $5,000, but hey, if I go to the PTO race, I'm going to win an extra $20,000. So, really so if
0: you get third in the world championships, you get 25000 If mm. you get third in PTO, you get $50,000. Mm.
1: So there's a, there's a sort of an argument both ways, both ways, but yeah, I would be going. Legacy wise,
0: the world championships will always hold up yeah, longer. Absolutely. But, but financially, mm. so basically whoever wins in my mind, it's like, really it's the winner who gets all the glory. Yeah. And then outside of that, you're getting less of a payday mm. for a longer race. mm mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to know what the field's going to be like, Mm. you know, so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, like the winner gets twice as much
1: money. Oh, it's big time. Mm. And And you get more points. uh, And it's an easier race. mm. Not by much, but, you know, it is a slightly easier race. And you get looked after a lot better, you know, so. And it's your (laughs) organisation. The the only reason to do the 70.3 World Champs is if you're going to win. Or... Potentially podium But yeah PPO
0: haven't called A world championship race Have they They've got the world Ranking champion At the end of the year Mm. They've got the Collins Cup That's a team thing But they don't have A championship race Mm. Do you think It's going to happen And how long Will it take
1: Well you kind of It's a self-proclaimed World championship That's man. Um, and But but so It would need to be In conjunction With world triathlon I think to, To make it A legitimate World championship So But they could Hook that up surely
0: Yeah and and the thing is, if PDO put it on, everyone's going to turn up because it's their organisation. Mm. I just think, yeah. Like if I was a, if I was, you know, Gustav Eden, I'd probably do the board Championships because I'd compete mm. seventy point three because it's just good for my legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm, you know, Braden Curry, mm. PDO, mm.
1: or someone like Carl Smith, you yeah, know, he might be good for a, a fifth or something like that. A, yep. At either of them, uh, and the difference is fifth between those two races. 35 grand versus or 10, 10. <laughs> 25 grand US, To a pro athlete a Makes a big difference
0: Yeah so It's going to be interesting to watch that Maybe we won't see a huge amount this year But this dilution of the choices the athletes Are going to make moving forward Because mm. Peter have thrown a really good spanner in the works And yeah, like, and What happens if this year We get to, co- we get to the 70.3 champs And it is a lesser field mm. Do we start to does it look, like let's say let's yeah. say who's
1: who's like a top six? Um someone like a Micka nude who this year he finished was it third or fourth or something like that and we had interviewed on the show, young young fella. Um I think yeah, for him the one advantage of the that the world champs has this year is seventy point three. It's in Europe and if you're based in Europe, it's a bit easier. And if you're doing I World Championships, it means you don't have to travel True. out to Asia and and essentially lose almost like a week of training. So yeah. that's there's a few pros there for Finland. But if you're looking at it as a business transaction, it's a bit of a no brainer.
0: Yeah, I agree. But but yeah, it's it's interesting times. I think we're gonna see a really interesting kind of fork in the road in the next moment in the sport. Okay, Ironman, oh, sorry, the World Triathlon Awards happened over the weekend. Global Triathlon global Awards. Global Triathlon Awards. The GTAs. What's the difference between the Global and the Worlds? Um, and so, at first I was a bit meh about this, but actually some of the categories are pretty good. When they first announced it, it seemed like it was more of a product awards hmm. than an athlete's awards. And it was kind of 50-50 at the end of the day. So they had Best Male Athlete went to Gustav Eden, Best Female Flora Duffy Dame. For right,
1: Debbie. Debbie. Um, re- rookie of the year Was Chelsea Sodaro. It's a rookie I mean she's been Racing for a few years I know she's new To the sport It was her first time Racing Kona I think
0: She didn't win it but, What Chelsea Sodaro Didn't she win She, she won yeah. yeah
1: But I mean She's not like a, a rookie She's been racing For a few seasons So, so what, should be the, what should be The criteria for a rookie Because mm. we're a funny sport Like that it's aren't gonna we It's going to be Your first year racing pro Oh really okay Well it's a rookie
0: But, but yeah. was well, yeah. this her first year Racing Ironman pro Yeah yeah. So it's, it's diluted, isn't it?
1: It's weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, comparing long-course athletes with short-course athletes is, I don't know.
0: It's yeah, they should have long-course and short-course categories, shouldn't mm. they? Um, Outstanding contributor is Talbot Cox. Do you know, Yeah,
1: so he's he's sort of, I guess, almost pioneered a lot of the YouTube stuff. So he's sort of Lionel Lionel. Um, okay. Sanders guy. And those guys have really set the benchmark in terms of, you know, content creation using YouTube and and other platforms as well, and lots of other people have followed along now. Back in the day, um, we would have won that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he does he does a really good job with Sanders, so He's got a massive following and uh, good on him.
0: Lifetime Kudos Award goes to Bob Bebbitt, totally deserved. Lifetime Kudos Pro Athlete goes to Nicholas Spierig, totally deserved. Uh, best product form goggles,
1: best swim product, yep, yep, no brainer. Yep, best bike product is with Hub. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the hub? Well, I'm assuming that's just Zwift, riding on Zwift. Okay, it's not not a special hub thing. No, no. Uh, Best run product, the lever system? Never heard of it. So if you haven't heard of the lever system, it is basically you slap it onto a treadmill and you have like this pair of, I've never used it, neoprene type rubbery shorts and and then you can control uh, how much weight you want to have on there. So a lot of you guys might have seen the... um, the the one where you go on a treadmill and it costs about bloody fifty oh, the big, million the big floating dollars machine and, and yeah. yeah the uh, um, what I can't even remember what it's called uh, anti gravity so yeah so this basically works in the same way however I think it's about a thousand bucks you can travel with it a lot of the pros are using it um, great for coming back from injury great for reducing the load um, if you want to do sort of speed work and stuff so um, yeah cool
0: product so I'm thinking this is US fourteen hundred Right. Yep, so that's yep. where you pay for that. Um, and then the bi- outstanding nutrition product was uh, Morton Hydrogel. Makes sense, everyone loves it. And then outstanding tech product was Super Sapiens. Now, we've talked about that, we? We've yeah, so
1: had. that's the, the sort of glucose meter that you're constantly wearing oh, and it right. gives you you second-by-second know, um, second sort of feedback on your blood glucose levels so you can try to hone in your sort of intake as you're going along and avoid the big bonk.
0: It's interesting when we think about these awards, I think they probably could be... A couple of categories, so you could best your course, be a long course, mm-hmm. and then the best overall. Mm-hmm. Like I do like the overall. Um So there's definitely some different, different categories you could put to it. Do you have the best swim, and bike, runner? I
1: don't know. I mean, the thing for me is this evening. I was a bit skeptical about it as well. Blah blah blah. blah, yeah. blah. Um, however, everybody seemed to turn up, um, which was which was interesting. Yeah, it was a, it was a glitzy evening, and that for me what it was all about. It was trying to portray our sport to be more professional, more credible. Um, Everyone was there. They looked good. It was in the south of France. So who won? Yeah, that's kind of fun and and interesting. Um, But just the credibility of our sport, and that's what PTO are trying to do. You hear a bit from the pros. When they turn up at a race, they get looked after by pros. They're all in the same hotel together, get picked up. Whereas when you go to an Ironman race, it's almost like being an age grouper. You basically just got to do everything for yourself. And yeah, you get a paycheck at the end and a few people have to do some media commitments. But yeah, I think this is just another step in trying to professionalize our sport a bit further. So um, I think that is a big thing for me. And
0: I think it'll be interesting to watch each year because not every area of products have a big development every year. Mm. You know, it'll be interesting each year to see, you know, like like Morton has been the revolutionary kind of gel provider Mm -hmm. in the last moment of time.
1: But next year, yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah, uh,
0: okay. Um, the court of law of, is above the triathlon law. So basically, what happened here is we had a race. It was I'm Island a, a while ago, mm. and the the person who won the race, she came across the line, and won the race, and then got disqualified for outside assistance. So it was Finja Thols. Okay, so she got she's now been reinstated as the victor of the race um, because it went to the court of arbitration. Was it?
1: Uh I don't think it was I think it was just a uh, uh regular regular old court
0: okay uh, independent court has since called for the disqualification to be overturned, deem the outsider system she received as no, making no difference to the race outcome. As a result, she'll be reinstated as the winner. The prize money previously awarded for the race will not be readjusted, so she won't get the money, meaning Mitchell will retain her winnings, was the person who got, obviously got second, and additional Ironman championship slots already awarded will not be relocated.
1: So she kind of just gets the... No, I think she'll get the money. They just won't take the money off the other people that they've already distributed it to, so oh, they oh, are okay. to double payout there and then people who have already had their slots allocated will keep those so it's not going to negatively impact anybody um, but the elephant, in the, room, the elephant in the room here is what the hell was the infraction that she did? Um, Do we not she know what it was? Fight? No and, and if it was like receiving a cup of water from a mate or a supporter or something like that then yeah, it's kind of I kind of see it, but if it was something significant, like if someone was giving you, you know, special nutrition every yep. lap or something like that, then that's a little bit different. But if, um, so yeah, I think that's the thing for me is, you know, how big an infraction was this, and and and, and should offences like this be disqualifying offences or or a time penalty offence? You know, yes, you've got to draw a line in the sand. You can't get any outside assistance. Yep. If you get some, even if it is a cup of water, you've got to get some penalty. Yep. But to get a disqualification seems a bit hard to me, so well,
0: interestingly as well the court and we don't have much detail of what the independent court was but they're saying it had no outcome on effect on the race but that sounds not matter you've still broken the rule mm. you know what mm. i mean and so look, now again i don't know the depths of what rule she broke but you know at the end of the day there needs to be punishment for
1: breaking a rule mm-hmm.
0: um so interesting she won by about three minutes didn't she yeah so if she got a time penalty it probably would have
1: been what well, anywhere between sort of two and five minutes. Okay. You know, like a drafting infringement sort of type penalty. Yeah, I'd just say, I don't know, maybe maybe they're not allowed to come out and say what it was, but it'd make all of us a hell of a lot clearer.
0: Yeah, it does make it a bit murky, doesn't it? Okay, um, let me go back to my notes here. Okay, the Race Ranger has its first outing at the Tauranga half this weekend for the pros. It's going to be interesting to hear about this course. Um, So if you can't remember Race Ranger, we actually interviewed them on the podcast back in, Episode, seven nine seven. They have to create a device which basically sits at the back of your bike, and it checks for drafting using technology while you're in the race. It will automatically give you penalties. Well, it'll
1: tell you. It'll tell you if you go into a draft zone straight away. Um, so your light starts changing colour. Uh, but more importantly, then it's relaying the information back to race referees. So it's not like your bike's going to freeze up or anything if you go into a draft zone, um, and it's not going to be dishing out penalties. Uh, It's more a case of it'll tell you when you're in the draft zone, it'll tell you when you're getting close, uh, but more importantly, it'll feed that information back to race referees, and then they can go out and target um, people who are doing repeated infringements. So... uh, it, it, the, the race in Tolonga we had at the weekend um, was a small pro field. I think there was only like 17 or 18 guys and a lot less females. But it was a, a good test run for them. Um, we'll get them on in the next few weeks and have a bit of a chat and see, see how it went. It's going to be much more interesting when it comes to, say, a PTO race, if they use it at such events. When you've got those packs forming, um, that's when it's going to really it see cl- if it's actually practical to do this. Oh, it's a bit of a game changer. no because the thing is, a
0: lot of drafting happens at every race. Mm. You know, purposely. You know, not by mistake. Whatever. If this is recording it, so many people get drafting penalties. Mm. You no, know, and oh. I know, and, and I know. Eventually, they'd like to make an age group thing, but even in the pros.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. You know, in, in terms of that big lineup in Kona, um, there'll be yeah. There's just less um, scope for making errors. And, you know, and also, people, less argument. Yeah, we we saw. You know. Um, it was a German. There was, was a bunch of people, got, especially the females, this year, sent to get drafting penalties. Yep. Um, and everyone always cries foul, saying, "It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Didn't do it." It's like pff, yeah. technology says, "You did it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it." Yeah. So uh, good on them. It's their first sound. It's been been a while coming. You know, seven, episode seven nine seven. What are we today? Eight hundred and fifty. Eight, uh so that was you know well over a year ago that they sort of said right where we're ready to, to, to really coming when they did make that those early announcements they said we're getting really close and we want to you know start making some noise but this has been their first outing so fingers crossed you know come the come this season sort of European races and American races that um, there is some uptake I imagine PTO are going you' would be pretty disappointed if they didn't Uh, integrate this into their races whether or not Challenge and Ironman and stuff take it up is going to be another story so pro racing, I think here it comes age group racing wait and see So,
0: we'll talk about Tauranga results in a second but one of the big news that came through over the last few days is that Sebastian Kenley is going to be racing Ironman New Zealand, we got the announcement that he was doing Challenge Wanaka a couple weeks ago but now he's doing Ironman New Zealand as well
1: you've been teaching? Teaching, to- teaching too hard today your uh, no, balls are dropping
0: um, yeah I've taught two classes in the morning it's hard work <laughs> um, so with this in mind you know like it makes an re- interesting race doesn't it it'd be great it? yeah.
1: Keenlay Braden Curry, Mike Phillips is sort of, looks like he's returning form I'm not sure if Joe Skip is coming down but he's been down here the last couple of years uh, Look, I'm sure we can get one or two Aussies over here for Ironman New Zealand should be a um, yeah, should be would good
0: race Braden or Keenlay uh,
1: probably Braden because he'll probably have yeah, home better race. fitness at this time. I know Keenley's probably been over in Lanzarote or somewhere like that uh, training, but uh, on home turf, you'd kind of think that Braden Curry's, you know, he's pretty much at the top of his game, especially in Keenlay. It will be, you know, should, you'd think he'd be pretty fit, but if he
0: might only be 90%. It's good for the race, but isn't it? It's great. Yeah, it's awesome to have someone of his calibre turn up. Okay, we had I mean, sorry, the Taronga half happened over the weekend. As John was saying before, not a, a strong female field or not a big female field very good racing though yeah we had some good racing happening so what happened John
1: well it was a reverse order of what you might have predicted to be the finish uh, podium so you had uh, Hannah Berry who formerly Hannah Wells Um, she's a few years ago yeah, she was winning everything left right and centre just seems to be struggling a little bit at the moment Um, but Rebecca Clark is the big improver Uh, she had a a couple of really good PTO races last year did solidly in in Kona and uh, she's been known as a really good swimmer solid biker and weak runner but she's she had the fastest run of the day and ran away from the other two which was awesome. So she won in 4.07.48, uh, three minutes ahead of Amelia Watkinson who also does really well in, in sort of 70.3 races and then Hannah Barry only managed third but there was only sort of 30 seconds between second and third. So good times there. Braden Curry took out the boys race um, but Mike Phillips said new bike course records. so good to see the big uh, local fella back in business. He's struggled with a lot of injuries, former Ironman New Zealand winner, um, still Ran a 116. He smashed
0: didn't he? Remember, he, I mean, oh, he ran a 240.
1: Had to run like bloody 20 minutes out of, I think it was about 20 minutes out of Andrew Starkowitz. I think he ran a 240 and Starkowitz. Yeah. Starkowitz actually ran re- you know, okay. He ran Fun. a three hour yep. flat, I think. Um, and Mike Phillips didn't catch him until like the last K. Yeah. Uh, Jack Moody, who's the young up younger upstart, um, he got uh, taken down by the, the, the two vets. He was in third place. So good race if you come to New Zealand. Um, the top at Half Ironman.
0: This weekend we've got the Israel Man um, and it's been going since 2006. It's a bloody hard course. It's a really good event. They've seen us through videos in the past. Mm. Really professional, really real, well run. Looks just looks like a great triathlon event. If you're doing sub 10 in this race, you're a bit of a legend.
1: Yeah, I looked at the results yesterday, I think, um last time in pre-COVID times the winner went. It's 9.39 last year. I think it was more of a locally type race and don't think anybody broke 10 hours. So good, tough course if you want to travel to that part of the world.
0: Okay, this week's discussion. So this week's discussion is what? We got The email through from one of the listeners saying I've been treated. Dallin Evanson? Yeah, well, nice work, good memory. Yeah. Uh, saying I've been treated to a bike setup so I can now use an, an online virtual cycling platform. So which ones have you tried? Which ones did you like, this or what did you like, this like about them, excluding Zwift, because we know they dominate the dojo. So here we go, what do you got got John?
1: Brendan John Murray, I like the basic tax app. Uh, you stick it on slope and work the gears to suit the session. Heart rate and power data available, less distractions.
0: Okay, I've uh, Joel Bell's got, I've only ever used Trainer Road, but I don't really consider it a virtual riding. I just like being able to create workouts and have 24 inch display, graphic display showing me the workout and my power, cadence and heart rate I bought a smart trainer a few years ago to try Zwift and literally never set it up no interest in the video game uh,
1: Shane Chubb says I prefer Ruby as it's uh, as simple as it is I love the real scenery um, with other with uh, other traffic and pedestrians in the mix, I feel a Zwift is too much of an animated world, one day we'll maybe use the same technology in the films
0: James Thomas has got my swoosh uh, Zwift without the crowds or the courses other than that, well implemented, lots of potential. Full uh, gas, great for looking for a real course on an Ironman race you may be doing. Other than that, not much use. Poor UI, options. Uh, signal drops out frequently, which would be frustrating. Needs a lot of storage capacity. Rovi, okay, um, but you don't, but you don't have that. Got to use this magic.
1: Uh, Daryl Reed. I'm currently using MyWish um, when I need it I'm not a frequent indoor cyclist so the price tag free suits my budget suits oh, su- my purposes yeah how do they make money the uh, well, Zwift was free to start with I'll just get that user oh, base really, up okay. initially get the product so it's humming really nicely and then I'm sure char- well, charging will have to come down the track
0: David Rose got, I tried Rovi last year as they were doing some promo with Challenge Wanaka, and I thought it would be good to relive the scenery from when I did the race in 2012. I found it pretty dull. The video is okay, I suppose, but on a two-hour road, I saw two other people on the course. I got bored very quickly, as I didn't it didn't just draw me in. I have used Trainer Road for a couple of years. Great for focus training. If that's what you want with no distractions, then it's perfect. I'm now a user of the platform you don't want us to talk about. I love it. <laughs> and it ticks all the boxes for me. So he's saying worth.
1: Uh, Lucy Francis, I'm on full gas and I like the fact I can ride real courses and um, familiarise myself with them before doing a race, lots of Ironman bike courses are up there, uh, it makes Zwift look cartoonish and positively old fashioned so I moved from Zwift to full gas.
0: David Manley's got uh, a lot of comments about train, trainer road which I use but don't consider a valid answer as there's nothing much virtual about it, if the question was best training app for indoor cycling then that would be my answer
1: Last one I'll do, uh, Pedro Acker. He says, Wahoo system for me. I've liked uh, the sessions since it was the Sufferfest. I enjoy it mocking me as I try to work through the session. Uh, they now have a wide range of durations and intensities, and you can watch your own video while doing the sessions too.
0: Often as Will Hogard. he's got, I started with Zwift, but I found it a bit too game like. I use the Wattbike Bike app for. A while, but it was too limited. Then I progressed to Trainer Road, which I found a good platform, but all that sweet shop led me to overreaching. That's interesting. I now use Rovi and I like it. Rovi. Rovi, sorry. As I like the real world ride routes approach.
1: I'll just do A couple of quick other ones. Mark Funster Brooks says, uh used Perf Pro for years. Uh, he liked that one. And then the last one, Greg uh, Bramwell said, I switched from Zwift to Ruby to train for I Man New Zealand leading up to December. The lack of people doesn't bother me as much as the positivity of having some real scenery. So. Yeah, quite a quite a good variety there. Um, I know just, you've tried
0: most of them, so I, I know you use WFT a lot as well. Yeah. So
1: quick quick summary for people that don't know too much about the indoor trainers. You've got the platforms that give you the the scenery. So that's your likes of um, Ruvi and Full Gas. So you're basically biking on real ro- but roads. But other
0: people, you'll be racing it. So that you can.
1: Um, not so much. Okay. Yeah, some of them have racing aspects, some some don't. So a lot of people just like that, real ride, real scenery.
0: And I imagine, let's say, you're going to come to Ironman New Zealand to be able to kind of visualise. Right, of yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool.
1: Um, and Wahoo's system has elements of that as well. Also within Wahoo's system, they actually have pro races that you're riding in. They've got like a, a GoPro-type camera on bike races. I've done a few of those. They're pretty cool when you're riding in the bunch, and that's like a structured workout, so you're actually going at the intensity they kind of were doing um, within the race, so that's Wahoo's system. They've got mixture of real rides and workouts. Um, Trainer Road is basically a workout option. It's it's sort of erg mode, or it doesn't have to be erg mode, but you're just looking at a graph and writing, they um, and just doing lots and lots of different workouts. They've changed a bit over the years, and you can integrate videos and bits and pieces now. But that's their sort of forte as a workout based um, platform. Um, so, and then the other one in here is MyWush, which is basically a free version of Zwift. I used that a couple of times. Quite liked it uh, until it stopped working because stop my going? my iPad uh, was slightly too old. And my iPad's not that old, but the platform it was using was just a bit old. So that's a real downfall for um, for that platform and needed a a newer iPad.
0: Oh, what uh, about Sufferfest?
1: Sufferfest has been uh, it got bought from Wahoo System, and okay. that Sufferfest is is a mixture of. Uh, tough workouts and then it's got it's also includes some of the the filming of bike races so yeah. you can go and do them and they well,
0: were one of the early ones weren't they yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and uh yeah, I really like the suffer fest sessions. It's one of those things with some of those, once you've done them once, do you want to keep back going back and they had a London race, for example, you know, how many times do you want to go do that? You want not know exactly what's going to happen. But um Oh, first it's th- the
0: same experience every time. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but personally I I prefer just getting on Zwift and the main aspect I like with that is the racing. So for example, today it's a little bit drizzly, can't be asked getting out on the road. It's uh, not that drizzly. Yeah, well I'm being <laughs> soft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any drizzle at there all. Was, was two spots of drizzle, and I thought that's enough to 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 avoid me putting on. F- it's bloody cold out there today as well. It's it's not that summer; cold. <laughs> it's freezing. Uh, so I'm going to get on there when I get back and just do a um, do a little bit of a race. So that's what I like that's about what's it. Happening. Yeah, no,
0: it's good. To get you, have some- to that, you have to be careful of that, but you have to be careful of in training softness because I know you can still mm. get effective training. Mm. Mm. But, you know, it's that thing of it becomes the easy option.
1: Rain's the only thing for me. I'm most happy going out in wind and yep. different conditions, but when it's raining these days, on camps and stuff, oh, you, you get it, used yeah. to it, So, um, but I won't train in the rain anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll run in the rain. I'll run in bloody snow. I'll run in everything. Oh, I love running. The bike, I love crazy weather. When yeah, I'm but running, on a bike, yeah. any spots of rain, I'm on the trainer.
0: Okay, this week's question is, the World 70.3 and the PTO Asian Open – triple the prize money of the Woods 70.3s are only one week apart this year. If you were a pro triathlete, which race would you choose and why? i am kind
1: of already discussed that. So. Yeah, we want to hear what, what the people think, John. I want to hear what the pros think. Yeah, we'll get a few pros on to discuss, especially those guys who are specialists at that distance. Which one are they going to choose? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, John's quiz question. Here we go. Couple of questions here, and a couple. I, I was seeing the yesterday going. I need a quiz question. What should I do? Uh, I just. I thought. I'm just going to chuck in triathlon quiz into, into okay. Google and see see what happens. And there was a quiz in there, and it was a bit of a. wasn't really for triathletes. It was about triathlon. But one of the questions was, it was like, what is something something strange that triathletes do when they race? Option A, they pee on themselves. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Option B, they, option B, they vomit. Option C, they scream, and I can't remember what option D was. It wasn't all of the above, but it bloody well should have been. I thought, yeah. screaming, vomiting, peeing on yourself, that's a triathlon. I've uh, never vomited. Oh, yeah, definitely have. I've,
0: I don't think I've ever screamed.
1: Yeah. Like, like I've Internally, had, possibly. I've had like,
0: moments of celebration, but it's never yeah. been like,
1: yeah. you know, like it's but it's certainly some
0: of the athletes do. On my, I, I, I pee on myself when I'm not racing.
1: Yeah. You know? I know. <laughs> I love I'm just, so just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you had that sort of shit <laughs> yes, down <right>. below you. Yeah? <laughs> Um, but anyway, they did have a question in there, which I thought was quite a good one. Okay. Alistair Brownlee represented Great Britain in the 2008 Summer Olympics in the triathlon. But what place did he come? I'm pretty and sure I've got a, I've got I'm a pre- second follow-up one as well. I'm pretty
0: sure it was a top 10,
1: but we'll get, we'll come back later on and answer it. Uh, but I did want to do a female one, male okay. and female as well. So I thought Alistair Brownlee, he's a, he's a legend, and Flora Duffy, Dame Flora Duffy. What was her first Olympics and what was her place? Okay, there we go. She's current olympic champion so
0: what place did alistair brownlee get in the 2008 olympics when did flora duffy first compete at the olympics and what mm-hmm. place did she get we'll come back to those later on the show let's go to age, age group, group of the, of the week. week okay looking back on kona age group ex- excellence yeah uh we are talking about the female going age to, group
1: we're gonna I, I was trying to figure out how the best way to do this we want to just give a bit of love to some of the age groupers who race in kona Back in October, and we've got to remember there was a two day format, so I was trying to get it so it was simple for us and not to confuse everybody else. We had some of the boys racing on the first day as well as uh, all the females so um, bevan if you do the females i'll do the the males so we're going to do every category we 're going to go 18 to 29 in the females okay so you go females and i'll do the I was a bit confused So just the winner yeah, uh, and if you, if you feel like going deep, you can. But uh, first, physically challenged athlete um, to finish, and I was going. How did an age grouper beat the first female pro? But then I realised he was uh, in the PC category. Okay. It was Thomas Fricworth from I think that's Austrian flag. I think eight fifteen thirty nine. That's bloody impressive. So his times: he did a one oh three swim, five oh one on the hand cycle, and then a two oh five on the the um, in the wheelchair, how on long the is run? it all together? 8, 15, so, five hours on a hand cycle that's pretty bloody your fast
0: because arms, arms aren't big. Yeah, you think of your legs, you know, it's so much power and muscle, you know, in your legs. Arms eight hours of arm work,
1: but we're always going to be a lot quicker on the run leg than oh, than yeah, totally. But you're still doing eight, you know, 501 swimming, cycling,
0: uh, you know, like it's all arms,
1: that's 35k an hour. Um. Yeah, i I'd struggled to ride a five hundred one. Yep. This dude's doing it with his arms. That is impressive. It really is.
0: Okay, we've got here and the females eighteen to twenty four
1: category. Julia Sands,
0: I'm gonna say Ig Celias from Brazil. She did a ten twenty six thirty, and she did what was her actual split times one hundred four in a swim, five twenty seven in the bike, and then she ran a three forty seven. Interesting that that category isn't that fast. You know, like, they're young, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, like at the World Championships.
1: It's normally the next category up. Yeah, it's pretty quick. when you start seeing the next. Um, we had the, the on the the first day. We had the boys in the twenty five to twenty nine racing, um, and taking that out was Matthew Marquid from the states. He swam forty nine fifty nine, rode a four thirty eight, and ran a three oh one for an eight thirty five forty nine, winning by thirteen minutes, which is a pretty big margin in one of those age groups.
0: Okay, in the twenty five to twenty nine female, we had Henrik. Guba from Germany, she did a 9.40, so that's pretty decent, isn't it? Uh, Swim 109, 4.59 bike, and then a 3.24 um, run for a 9.40 overall.
1: And so we skip, in the men, we skip all the way to the 50 to 54 men, so you only had the young guys in the 25 to 29, then all the way up to the 50s. Uh, You had Ulrich. Why? Oh, because they only had some males. Oh, we're talking to Thursday, okay. And then we had Ulrich, Jesperson from, this is my flags flags challenge here, I'm pretty sure that's Denmark, uh, and he, in the 50s, swam, swam 103, biked 450, that's pretty impressive, uh, and a 326 run for a 928, won by eight minutes. In the 30 to 34 females from PL,
0: what's that, that red and white flag? It's got a PL under it. Uh, it's Poland. Poland. Uh, Magdalena Lenz, she did a. What did you do? She did a 937 overall, 104. 5.05, and then a 3.21. You've
1: you got to start playing flaggle, Bevan.
0: Yeah, I don't really care about flags that much. <laughs> <laughs> I know my own country. <laughs> That's what I need to know. How often do you really
1: need to know a flag? Uh, it's it's just a game. Just a challenge. Okay. That wordle, quirtle, all those ones. Yeah. Uh, that, right, men 60-64. Tim Bad- Bradley took that out. Another American win. The 10-30-14, winning by nine minutes.
0: Uh, in the female 35-39, to 39, we had Anna... Augusta Soares from Brazil. She did a f- nine fifty three, and she did a 105,
1: five, five hundred eight, and then three thirty one. I've uh, only got a couple of A troops and the boys to go. Uh, we haven't. We've got a, a pommy winner. The sixty five to sixty jeepers creepers. This is a domination. The sixty five to sixty nine. Martin Gannon from uh, England. He or Great Britain. He did a ten fifty five twenty one, which is impressive in itself but he beat John Hill from Australia by 45 minutes. Nice, good boy work. It's a massive victory. It's Swam huge. 118, biked a 524, and ran a 4.02. Jana
0: Rich Trover from America took out the 40 to 44 category in a 10.02, running a, a, swimming a 113, biking a 5.06, and then a 3.33 run.
1: Seventy to 74 men. How many do you reckon there was, Bevan? 70
0: 74 10
1: 59, don't know if they all really? started, but bloody hell, 59. And we had another dojo domination. Fred Skinner, twelve forty-eight, was a 32 minute victory over Rick Simpson, solid.
0: 35 to, sorry, 45 to 49. The females was Liza Ricello, and she did a 10 23, 36 and a 102 two five thirty-seven 37, a three three five. 3 5.
1: Oh, we have fifteen men in the seventy-five to seventy-nine Jeez. as well. Another crushing victory by an hour and a half. Max Holstrauser from Switzerland took out fourteen, twelve. And if I jump ahead to the men's eighty to eighty-four, how many do we have in there? Six, uh, three finishes. What time? Hirosho Nakata from Japan, fifteen forty-one. Jeez, that's impressive. Yeah. 15-41 uh, in, in the 80s. Yeah, and he won by over 30, over 30, 35 minutes. Um, last finisher in that age group, George Hudson from the States, just scraped in for 16 56 so made it by three and a half minutes. That's impressive. I wonder if uh, surely we didn't have any 85. Let's have a look. 85s. Oh, I'll
0: do I'll do no. female 50 to 54. Female 50 to 54 was Sandra Ginza from Switzerland. She did a 110, 530, and then a 354 for a 1045 overall. I've got a few more female categories here. John, do you want to do one uh, for one?
1: What are you up to? I'll
0: do 55 to 59. Oh, no, week. we'll
1: stop there. We'll, we'll, we'll carry on next week.
0: Okay, so we've, okay we've got a few more to go in females. So if you are one of those people, you are a blimmin' legend. To win your age group category at the Ironman World Championships is a massive lifetime achievement. Like, well done. Nice. Impressive.
1: Here's a quick quiz for you. You can pause... We've got another this, quiz. No, you can, yeah, a quick one. Um, pause your... shit. Pause your listening in a second. See if you can name the top 10 females. I'll give it a crack as well. I haven't looked, And Kona from this year. So if oh, you yeah. guys want to pause... yeah. Yep. Um... Did the, Charles Barkley was second. Did Reef finish? Uh, she did finish somewhere in there. Yep. Um, you've reminded Anne me. Of Anne Hogg was third. Um, uh, Laura, Laura Philip S- was fourth. Laura Saddell got in there? She, she, yeah, we're not on up to her yet. Fifth. Oh, I was just saying the top ten. I reckon fifth was uh, maybe Sarah Crowley. Uh, Daniela somewhere? Daniela, I reckon she was about seventh. No, did she finish outside the top ten? Not quite sure. I think she was in the top ten. So that's Reef. We had her in there. We've got Laura Siddell Laura was in there. We need three more. Finella Langridge was I think maybe ninth or tenth or something like that. Pretty sure Sky Monch was in there. And I need one more. Okay. Wait. Oh, Lisa Norden.
0: Okay, wait, so wait a second. Who'd you say? I'll read it out. Who'd you say? Okay, wait, let's go. So Sedaro, Charles yep. Barkley, Hag, yep. Laura Phillip, Norden, Norden Langridge, Langridge okay. Crowley, Reef, Sky Monch. That you missed didn't you?
1: And I got SkyMunch in there. I had my done. order a little bit wrong. I had Sarah Crowley up in about fifth. Yep. Um, so you got it? Got pretty close. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> Hope you guys did well as well. Yep. There you go.
0: Okay. Let's move on to the next section of the show. I've got to put up my show notes here and we're going to talk about one, two, three, four. High five. Sometimes, John, life throws your tax. It does. It throws your tax. And you know what happens when you get tax? Mm. You get attacked with a flat tire.
1: And I know somebody got a flat tyre at the weekend in Tauranga. Oh, no, so thought, who was that? Tom Somerville. Come on, Tom.
0: Get no more flats. Yeah. Remember
1: those tyres? Yeah. Did you ever get no Sally's more flats? Sally's and Sally's no more cracks? Well, no. No no, 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 no flats? No more flats? Yeah. No, there was an street, ad and the guy tire. would ride
0: over the bloody everything? Yeah.
1: But was like in the 80s? And and you're basically riding a, a solid rubber tyre. Oh, is that what it was, was it? Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty it heavy. wasn't. It was not like the you know tubeless tyres these days. No so flats. obviously this you need to take with a grain of salt. Just wait
0: a second. Crazy to think there was a TV ad mm. for a race for a bike tyre. Mm. You know, like it can't be that big a market.
1: Yeah, I guess you got all your school, you know, commuters and yeah, things like that. But when was like, last
0: time we saw an ad on TV for a, for a bike tyre?
1: Not happened. No, not happened. No more flats. So I thought it might be appropriate just to do a quick little section on punches, how to avoid them, and. Uh, what To do, do. When you get okay, yeah. so how do you avoid them, John? So, dealing with punches pre race preparation is key. And we had an interview a little while ago, <laughs> just got an email there from Tom Summell so talking about him. His ears are burning. No, yeah, uh, is we talked into David Bowden yeah. and he, he, he said, He said, most people do not check their tyres thoroughly enough before a race, so make sure not just the day before, you should do a check, but as soon as you finish a race and before you're using your tyres again, do a massive, full, deep dive check of your tyres, making sure you don't have any tiny bits of glass, because Heath feels that uh, those are the ones, that's when you get most of the punches, not so much on race day, it's something that's already in your tyre and it's working its way in and giving you a puncher, so a massive big pre-race check is number one. Other tips for dealing with punches, if you're running tubulars, which not a lot of people are these days, make sure you've got some space opposite your valve where you haven't glued it too much so you can actually get it off. And make sure you practice. There's still so many people out there that do not know how to change a tyre. It happens in a race. It's not the end of the race. So make sure you practice, practice, practice. Your
0: job is to be efficient at it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And carry a spear, Uh, plus everything you need. Don't rely on anybody else out there. If you're doing an Ironman... There are plenty of people that don't carry spears. I'm telling you that now. Do
0: you know what, John? Yeah. Teslas don't have a spare tyre. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. 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 Well,
0: this is what I've heard.
1: They, they have like that tube, you, you spray it in and it. Right. So that'll get you to get you to where you need to get but to. But
0: we had a runner coming down to, No, what was it, Queenstown Half Marathon last year. And they had a Tesla. They got a flat tyre. They were screwed. You couldn't get See, bad luck, mate. Book your tyre and you get it three weeks later, sort of
1: thing. Oh, God. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, you be prepared. You practice, practice, practice. Right. <laughs> uh, so those are just a couple of pre, pre-race pre tips. When it happens, and I'm going to regret it, I've never had a punch in a race yet. It's going to uh, happen. It's coming. It's coming.
0: it's commentator's curse. Yeah, commentator's curse. Next it's, race is happening. I
1: think I've said it before, but I, I've never had one in a race yet. But look, the key thing is take three to five calm breaths, and you need to have this in your race plan as well, is take three or five Deep, calm breaths and just chill out. You'll want to avoid the Norman Stadler meltdown. <laughs> That's he's right. screaming, throwing his wheel into the, uh, the lava fields and just <laughs> calm things down. If it's a sprint triathlon, you screwed. You might as well basically give it up and, and just call it a training Have day. A laugh. Yep. But if you're doing an Ironman, you've got plenty of time to resurrect this and, and come back. So, three to five deep, calm breaths, chill out. And get on with the job. Uh, if you don't know about a product called Pit Stop, and there's other similar products on the market, that should be your first port of call. Um, that, but basically, I'm sure that's what the Tesla sort of model does: is you shove it on your wheel, it f- <laughs> fills it up with um, with a, sort of a goo, and it's going to s- hopefully seal that um, seal the hole, and it's going to put a reasonable amount of pressure in your tyre, not bloody really, 100 psi or anything like that but it'll be enough to sort of get you through the race so if you haven't yep. used pit stop before investigate that um, now pit stop
0: pumps the tyre up while it's
1: while it's shoving the the gunk in there as well okay. so but it doesn't give you massive pressure especially if you so you, it do up, you add more afterwards you can do so that's okay. that's an option um but you can get but you'll be able to get by with that and if it's a big ironman race it'll certainly get you to how much somewhere. time
0: in a race because you, you obviously want to check for what caused mm. the flat tyre um, it's, and a lot of times it's obvious, but sometimes it's not. How much time would you spend trying to see what caused the problem? Oh,
1: you've jumped ahead, Bevan. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I'm <laughs> I'll sorry. come to that. i got excited. Uh, um, so point number three, if it's a hot race, and so I'm thinking Kona, well, there's lots of hot races, um, try to stay calm. And if there's the option to get yourself into some shade, it's going to make your life a hell of a lot easier when uh, when you're sweating up a storm. So, in Kona on the lava fields, it's not really anywhere to hide. But if you're somewhere else um, and you you know there's a tree up just ahead or some sort of shade. Ride the extra 50 to 100 meters to get there so you can actually do this task in the shade. Because you guys know what it's like when you stop. Yeah, yeah you're sweating up a storm, your hands it's getting will get in your on. eyes, your yeah. sunblock gets in your eyes. Oh, it's horrific. Yep. Uh, and that kind of rolls on to point number four. If you can, and it's not very practical, try to dry your hands before you start. Wiping them on whatever clothes you've got is probably not going to work because you're probably sweating. Um, but if you can somehow dry your hands a bit, it's going to make your task um, a hell of a lot easier. Uh, and then, final point. Just try to take your time and make sure you get it right first time. Breathe. And Bevan was just asking how long you should spend there. If you're if you're clutches um, with tubes inside them, you kind of got to keep going until you find what where the product where You yeah, can sometimes the it's just have. like a small
0: piece of glass, and yeah, it's like right in grain.
1: And that's why do it do it properly the first time. How long should you wait? I mean. You've really got to go through there with your fingers, with your eyesight, and make sure you you get whatever's it, whatever's in there. Otherwise, you you guys How long know. should it take
0: to fix a tire?
1: Um, it should be in and out. You know, probably within sort of six or seven minutes. Okay. Um, some people are a bit quicker than that. Kind of depends how tight your tires are as mm. well. And you just got to be real careful not get that um, pinch flat when you when you're putting it putting it back on. But again, that's why it's really important to practice. So. Okay.
0: Okay, so fingers crossed you don't get a flat tire, but if you do, follow John's tips. Okay, let's look at a couple of pros for Pro, Pro of the week. week. Now, you went on Brandon Org and you picked up two numbers. We've gone to the female 24 and the stats for the protriathletes.org website. And we've got Diane Daniela Blamo. Now, she one wrote when
1: we were there a few years ago, didn't she? She did. Mm. So, Daniela Blame, I'm going to pronounce Blamier. this Blame here. Uh, she did her first proper triathlon in 2012. Um, as Bevan said, she won, wrote in 2018 in an epic battle with Lucy Charles, who was, who was struggling, and uh, also Kaiser Sali from Finland, who That's was right. also struggling. So it was a bit of a battle of the strugglers on that day, but, but it turned out to Kaiser be… Kaiser
0: Sali kind of actually number two, didn't she? Yep. Is she That day? Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> remember we were afterwards, we asked her a question, we didn't know she had done it, and we asked her a question, it's about something… And she was kind of telling us this thing about how she'd done number twos. Yeah. And it took us a little bit to figure out what she was talking about, didn't it? Yeah. And then it all clicked. And we're like, oh, okay, that happens.
1: So Daniela Blameyer, she's from Germany. She's been on the Erdinger team pretty much since she kind of Got into to pro racing. Uh, to, as I said, first proper try in 2012. Wrote champion in 2018. She's five times... Mallorca. She won I mean Mallorca. Five times Ironman winner. She's uh, 34 years old. 20. 11 she had her second child so we've got more and more um racing mums these days current world ranking of 24 she did race iron man hawaii last year had a had a dnf the year before and tw- oh, the, Top 10. the edition before that um 2019 she got uh ninth so yeah she's quite a prolific winner and prolific podium get yeah. um and, and yeah. some good
0: races like she did one road she's on iron man
1: germany T- 2019, she had a second, a first, a third, a first, uh, a third at Rote, a first at uh, 70.3 Zalemse and a ninth in Kona. That's a pretty solid year. The year before that...
0: Wasn't South Africa this last year a championship race?
1: Uh, regional championship. Yeah, so she
0: won Ironman South Africa last year. She
1: also and won Germany. And Ironman Germany. That's a big Those are that's two a big, big deal. races. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and equally in 2018, she basically got on the podium in all her races except uh, Ironman Hamburg and Likewise, the year before, so she's consistent race. Sometimes going to slightly smaller races um, where the competition might be not as red hot, but you know when you're turning up to challenge, Rote, Hawaii, Germany, they're the big ones, and she's doing well.
0: She doesn't have a stellar run, so she seems to be more of yeah. a, a swim. Well, really, more of a biker, really, um, because her run times are kind of more that three to three ten mark. Mm. She's not that kind of two fifty mark for a lot of a lot of females that are doing now day, even under that. So. Um, But yeah, solid, strong career.
1: Some weapon bike times, you know, 4.46 in in Germany, 4.37 in Israel, 4.56 in South Africa. So yeah, um, a mum on a mission. She's ranked number 24, Daniela Blameneyer from Germany.
0: Okay, now you're you're second, you're male athlete,
1: number 72. Now say this name, John. Never heard of this person before in my life. Uh, so, this is why I kind of like this section. We get to highlight some people, and there's not a lot about this person online. He's from Belgium, rank number 72. I'm going to try to pronounce his name Pamphile Perrin. I'm going to go with Pamphile Perrin.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, 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 that's what pretty pretty says. Close. Yep.
1: His ratings, he's an ex swimmer. His ratings on uh, the PTO is 93% swim, 85% bike, 84% run. Uh, How do you know he's an ex swimmer? Uh, because I went onto his website and oh, okay. I uh, translated his Belgium writing oh, yeah. into, into and, and yeah, used to be a, a 1,500 metre swimmer um, sort of in the top handful of races in Belgium. Uh, I think he was finishing sort of just outside in the top 10 for 1,500 metres. Okay. That's pretty solid. And I looked at a couple of his results and he was, uh, yeah, he was, Pretty much leading all the swims. Born in 1991, so what does that make him? Makes him 31, 32. 30, 31, 32. 30, 30, 30, 32. Yeah. Uh, as I said, never heard of him before. But this year he had a sixth in Cozumel, got third at Lake Placid, got eighth in Texas. Year, uh, the year before, eighth in Cozumel, sixteenth in Lanzarote, um, and that's yeah. So fairly come to the game fairly late, um, and obviously COVID interrupted. But and it looks like he's still potentially working. I'm not sure. It says his job is a calculator, a man. Not quite sure what that means. Maybe right. he plays with calculators. He, he, yep, he loves the calculator. Don't so, so get him around a calculator, John. <laughs> May I want to talk about. No, I want to talk about calculators. Uh, and the other thing I was going to say about him, it looks like he dabbled in the sport and then went away and came back because he did his first. Uh, triathlon that's listed on world triathlon on the 6th of july 2014 on my birthday and he got 23rd at the belgium national championships over olympic distance and then he hasn't got another result until 2019 so maybe just dabbled and uh and then came back and doing pretty bloody well 72 in the world so who races the most in a year nowadays because remember back in the day you
0: had like a hillary biscay and the gloved man Mm. um who, who are those people now
1: um someone like joe skipper he races pretty regularly um, remember Biscay was almost at like racing every weekend, mm-hmm. wasn't she? She was when she was under Sutton. Man, yeah. she used to race a lot. Joe Skipper, let's have a look at Joe Skipper. How many races did he do last year? He did not that many, but he did lots of. He did all Ironmans. He did one, okay. two, three, four Ironmans last year. Yeah,
0: Hillary was doing like twelve, wasn't she? Ironman wasn't crazy. Yeah, yeah, she was doing a lot of racing.
1: Year before Joe did one, two, three, four. Five Ironmans again, plus a few other bits and bits and bobs as well. There
0: we go.
1: Don't need to race as much when this big kahuna money of them in the PTO has been paid out.
0: Well, yeah, and that's good. It's good for the sport. Okay, um, let's go to our winger of the week. week. Okay, so we're going to pull up number 50 on the dot. 50 on the dot. Yep, number 50 on the dot. Last week. Last week, who was 50? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here here was good old
1: who is it? Clive Aspen. Oh, Clive Aspen, nice. He's private, can't fall on. Okay, but he did uh, 24 minutes of swimming, so he just met the threshold, the criteria, he had to do some swimming. At 4.42 on the bike and nine hours and three minutes on the run. Don't know where Clive's living these days. I think he might be in, oh, it looks like Australia, Lake... Wendere in Victoria, Australia. I'm going to request to follow Clive because I know who he is. He used to come on uh, yeah. to a few epic camps. Yep. Um, he's got the Cupcakes Cartel um, little logo there. So if I wonder if he if he's still racing, if he uses um, that sort of gig. But good old Clive, strong on the bike and good consistent athlete. He was doing some coaching at one stage. Not sure if he still is, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Clive Bestman, you are our
0: winner of, of the week because he was private. I went on to another topic. Hillary Biscay, yeah, mother of four now, yeah, four, four, four kids, four rescue animals. I just figured that out from from uh, her Instagram <laughs> page, and, and looks like she's loving life. She's coaching. She was sure. good. Tricks. She used to come here quite a lot, didn't she?
1: She funny. She always
0: laugh. I love the people who laugh.
1: Uh she's got that smash, yep. smash sort of uh, yep. clothing yeah. range. Yep.
0: You're well, going to find out officially what it's called, John. It's called Smash Fest Queen. Smash Fest, that's it. Yep, co founder. Mm. So there you go. That's Hilary Biscay. She's still kicking about. She's still doing some coaching. Uh, okay, then let's go back to the quiz questions, John. Okay. So quiz question number one was when did, where did Brownlee get in the Olympics? In his first Olympics, 2008, was it?
1: Yep. I think he was leading early on, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he, was, he, was, cool. he was right up there. So 2008. I'm going to say eight. Okay, you're wrong um, yeah, <laughs> but this was a year that it was Fridino, got third, Fridino, that, yeah, Fredino Fredino won it and there was a, a group with Fredino, with Bevan Doherty with um, Simon Whitfield Gomez Gomez fell away didn't one, he before the other, sprint yeah and then there was one other
0: who, coming mm. in the sprint because there about four people going around the corner before the finishing shoot weren't there mm.
1: Gomez was out by then it was really yeah. three so who do yeah. you think was, did you think Bevan had it no no, you're thinking, uh, probably thinking Whitfield's got it, to be honest. Revan just didn't have a sprint on him? Sorry?
0: Why didn't you think Bevan had it?
1: Um, oh, the others were just a, a st- yeah, they had a slightly better sprint on them. I'm just sort of a cut uh, above.
0: Was that what you'd expect from Bevan at that moment?
1: Cause no, he, that was an awesome performance. He was, he, was on the, he was on the starting to be on the slide. You know, the next yep. generation were coming through. Um, so for him
0: to play off that bronze was pretty phenomenal. Yeah,
1: that no, was awesome. So, yeah, and then Fredino took it. Good on him. Alistair Brownlee. Finished twelfth. Oh, I didn't make it up ten.
0: Mm. What about Flora Duffy? Florida okay, Duffy. so her first Olympics? Mm. I'm gonna say two thousand and eight.
1: Um well she so she won in this year, so it was well it was last time it's twenty twenty one, which is actually supposed to be twenty twenty. She definitely raced Rio, which was twenty sixteen. Uh she didn't do particularly well there. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go with twenty twelve.
0: To London. Yes Was her first you reckon London I'm well, going to say She has
1: been around For bloody ages That's what I'm thinking So and I'm thinking She's early And she's from where She's from Bermuda So she would have qualified For her country Oh it, easy Yeah
0: so So I'm going to go China And I'm going to say She's got 24th Alright Okay. We go Here we go um, If I get this right Everybody who's listening Has to give me a dollar Which means I can retire
1: <laughs> Righty ho Flora Duffy <laughs> Please give me a dollar That's what I want If everyone listens Okay really she's born in 87 so she, she's a year older Than oh, she's Brownlee a, Okay. Yeah, that helps my. She's oh she's got to do a couple more races. She's had a hundred oh, no, she had ninety eight starts on the in World triathlon Races, forty four podiums, so she's almost at um at and twenty seven wins, twenty five percent win ratio. Okay.
0: Okay. What was her first Olympics? Is the question, John. I don't care about how many wins she's had.
1: Coming, it's coming.
0: Uh oh, what happened then? I've got a good question. Oh. While you're doing this, I've got a question for Thorsten. What's the best athletes with percentage winning rate over a certain number of races? So like, they've got to at least race 50 races, for example. Mm. Who's the best athlete of all time with the most winning rate? Because Baker was pretty amazing, wasn't she? Yep,
1: yep. I think I'm right here. 2012, uh. London Olympics. She finished in 45th place. Uh. She got eighth in Rio, and then she got first in Tokyo. I'm going to see when but she started racing. In two thousand and five, the Gamagori ITU World Championship. And she didn't make the woman, Olympics.
0: For tw- 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 she stopped for a while, oh. uh,
1: and that was a race that was won by Andrea Hewitt. Oh, um, so she she raced 20- 2007. She was racing last year. Oh no, Bevan, I was wrong. You were yes. Come on, twenty three.
0: Come on, everyone. Two thousand and eight. Yes, DNF. Uh, I should have said DNF? Mm. That was a good. That was a good thought. So so I was right more than you. Yes, that's all that matters. She
1: swam twenty six, didn't didn't even finish the bike ride. Didn't even finish. Well, she might have got a puncher. She probably should have checked her time If before. she'd listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she would have been fine. <laughs> she's she's been around a long time and she was not, relatively speaking, that good early on. She just worked. I, her lo- way I love up.
0: that. I love that career, but because you know, she wins the Olympic gold medal. And you're a grafter. You know what mm. I mean? Like you're just the example of if you stick at it long enough, you do the work, you evolve in a really cool way you can get to levels that maybe you never thought possible. Because, mm. you know, you get your brownies who come along and, and from day one you think this kid's talent. Yeah. Whereas, how cool is that?
1: Yeah, she didn't really start getting good till about 2015. Yeah. And it's, mm. what,
0: nearly 10 years into a career? Mm. No, pretty phenomenal. Mm. So, here we go. For a Duffy, you're a legend. I, get, I win. Yes. Over you at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <all> that matters. <laughs> Everyone owes me a dollar. I know I didn't get the number right, but give me a dollar away. Okay. Um John Swimset,
1: What did we do this morning? We busted out of did you swim hit? if it's raining? Well, no, we had a problem. We got in the walked into the pool and someone was in our lane. Oh no. And I said, what the hell
0: is going on here? Do you do now here we go? Years ago, there's a lovely member at my gym called Dee. Unfortunately she had a car accident and died. She was in her probably sixties iconic member at the gym like mm. every gym has their iconic members I and mean, when she would do a pump she would turn up every morning she would set up her pump gear and two pump gear for two young men who would do the class all the time as well mm-hmm. do you like the men and one day somebody got there early and she was always early Like the mm. gym and, set up, and she just sat on the show and said look this is where I sit mm. you can move away please
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you do that we did not because oh. we normally Then this guy was a reasonable swimmer he's probably better swimmer than us um, so he was straight in the fast lane it's only a f- Five lane pool That's a
0: stupid idea isn't it um, A five lane
1: pool Yeah it's just a, yeah. Anyway it's a pool Why'd they do that Oh it's just a small pool Make um, like the pool bigger Yeah Costs Yeah but uh, the, 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 the lazy river
0: that, yeah. the the that bit's not used
1: Yeah uh, Anyway Bad design uh, And I'm like oh, What are we going to do here But we could jump in There's only two of us In our lane today Me and Nicole And I gave it five five minutes And he was out of there uh, um, What time do you start 5.30 what time did he start? The, the doors open. The doors open. We I go to the changing room yep. to derobe, And he he just did the direct route and must uh, just busted his gear off and just dive straight in.
0: And so what time is it open?
1: Five thirty. Like you walk in the doors. And he's
0: finished after five minutes?
1: Oh well, no, he's shifted lanes.
0: Oh, did he? Mm, mm. Are you better
1: than him? Um, no, but he, he he created this massive wake. He was a big unit. He was obviously next swimmer. It's like getting a. it was like this open water blaze swimming earlier really? this morning. Um, anyway. I digress. Our swim set this morning, we had a 400 warm up doing 75 freestyle, 25 backstroke. What did we do? A 450s drill doing a one arm drill. And then we started a bit of a descending set. Three 400s descend one to three. So with those, I dropped about 10 seconds each one. I think I did like six minutes roughly, 550, 540 or something like that. And then we had a 100 kick, four 200s descend one to four, 100 kick, five 100s descend one to five. 100 kick, warm down, 3.6 k's. Enjoy it. Had a good swim this morning, back in the game.
0: Oh yeah? Mm. When does the route right training start? Today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yesterday. <laughs> got all this tramping malarkey out of the way and I need to start getting fit because... How we, long is it to route? How long you got? Oh, it's not that long. It's basically you uh, know almost at the end weeks? of January. February, March, April, May, June. Five months. Okay, so about 20 got What's today? It's five months tomorrow actually. I think it's 25th of...
0: So, how does the, what does the plan look like?
1: It's being evaluated. I know what I'm going to training. I'm going to do it. How much? Know how how much? How much? Pass you got from home? Uh, yeah. I get up early and do stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a target time at the stage. I just want to get as fit as You're I can. Can still do a sub nine? I think I can, but I don't think I will this time round because I am not started much. my build up early enough. Yep. So, uh, which I'm not stressed about. So, same deal. Just want to go out there and do the best performance I can. I can. But not quite sure what that's going to look like at the stage. Got a few big, um, big missions sort of planned, so I, it's just the bike. Got to get fit on the bike.
0: Yeah, it's time, isn't it? It is. Yeah. What's your favourite bike session?
1: Favourite bike session. I do enjoy Zwift racing. Oh, you do. So, like today, I'm going to go home, and there's this thing at the moment called the 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 Tour de Zwift, and you can get on there. Did one the other day. It's like a thousand people on there. Yeah. So you, today, I'm just going to do it at. Um, it's sort of more Ironman type fit, sort of yeah. Ironman, half Ironman, but you'll be able to find a group that sort of settles in and, and you, you have to concentrate so you don't get dropped on the hills and stuff like that. So, uh, really enjoy that sort so of thing. So, when stuff. there's
0: a thousand people there and you go balls mm. out?
1: These ones aren't full on racing, more group rides. Oh, okay. I think that when I did the one the other day, I think I was about 20th or something like that. Okay. And that's not because I'm a good yeah. cyclist, that's just the, 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 the big kahunas probably don't do those ones. But if
0: there was a thousand of the big kahunas, i get annihilated
1: but yeah. you, uh, you know let's say i'm, I'm, I'm fringe 100? I'm f- top 100 oh no it, it, it,
0: yeah turns
1: yeah out. i'm fringe a grade now sort of hover between a and b grade so often
0: do, you, do you ever go to races like a world best cyclist
1: is on there uh i don't but um there are races that yeah, can, yeah yeah absolutely annihilation like but you it's also awesome, made it five seconds yeah, yeah. So. But you take all that stuff with a grain of salt because lots of power meters don't read correctly. And I yeah. know for a fact... My the world's best athletes
0: are definitely cheating. Because surely... <laughs>
1: right okay let's say a big thank you to our patrons Michael Diggett Dooley
0: um, we've got Darren Double O Jones
1: and Ian
0: White Lightning Hersey okay if you want to become a patron show, go www.iamtalk.me. if you want to get the show emailed to you you can just go to the same place down the bottom of the front page if you are wanting to become a patron please do because it really supports the show um, this will do so get a gift
1: yeah, swim caps and yeah, beanies John, and John stuff sends like that. Gift.
0: And then, depending on your level of patronage, you're going to draw to win some cool gear as well. And more importantly, just support us and what we do. If you want some coaching, coach com. My podcast, Um Other content, send it to Podcast at gmail.com. Jumbo, your gossip.
1: Humpridge Trail. Humpridge. Done it. Yep. So, for, for anybody wanting to try to get the geography on that, it's at the bottom of the South Island. So, I did a, a tramp with my son, Tom. At the top of the South Island and Able Tasman, and then the next week we went to the complete opposite end, arse end of New Zealand, um, down right down south. You fly into a place called Invercargill, and then it's about an hour west from there. Um, cool track. Three days, twenty k's a day. First day you do about sort of ten k's, sort of rolling, and then a bloody big kick-ass climb up to the hut. It's about a thousand meter elevation. Beautiful first day, beautiful views at the top, just absolutely stunning. And then the second day, you got to go back down the hill, which is bloody hard work, quite rooty, and, and it was pissing down with rain on the second day. Uh, and then the third day, so sort of 20Ks are rolling to get out. Would recommend. It's it's still got some rough patches. Like in New Zealand, you have the things called great walks and they're usually really well looked after. This one was a bit more rooty um, and in the first section it was a bit rough and there was one stretch where you had to go through this cutting grass. Oh, oh my God, it was painful. It like sounds we're, painful. There was 10 of us in, in a line going through and everyone. there was only three boys. It was myself, my mate and um, Tom and the rest of the girls. And it's like, ow, ow, damn it, ow, ow. Ugh. And on the way back, I was like in tenth place. So I'm thinking, "What well, time it gets to me? Yeah. There won't be any left." But no, there is plenty still left. And they just dig into your legs, and you, you get these little prickles. Up. Sorry, you don't look cut up. No, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And as soon as you're out, it's uh, it's it's all good. But it was just a stretch for probably like 10, 15 minutes. We had to go through them, and it was it was pretty pretty poor. Um, other than that it's good, uh, really cool, cool place to go. Check it out. Check check check. That, that hey, was what's
0: about, Tommy's big fitness goal this year?
1: Here, uh, national secondary schools. When's that? Uh, in March. So he's trying to pick
0: for that now, trying to train.
1: Mm, yep. What would yep.
0: what would be a good result for him?
1: Uh, he is in the older part of his age I think he got when did he get last year? Maybe seventh or eighth. And he's in an age group where you're in there for two years. Yeah. So last year was a young one. This year will be the older one. Yep. Um. So is he
0: developing? Like you know, like some kids develop earlier. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, he's he's I think he's taller than me now. Yep. Um. How do you s- find that? Uh, okay, yeah. No, I can still kick his ass if I need to. When you're a kid,
0: we have to beat you in a fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I remember once when I was a kid. Dad had done something like me. There was, there was family anger happening. I can't remember what happened. And I go to my dad, come on then. He just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably a late teenager. I said, come on then. He just laughed at me because the would have destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, no, I've just got to, uh, we're going to have our next showdown in a couple of weeks. we would do a proper triathlon. So that will be interesting because the last few have been mountain bike ones. So bust out the cube and he'll, yeah. he'll have no answer for it. <laughs> So that's about it, Bevan. What's happening in your world?
0: Brought myself two new pair of glasses. Do you need your new glasses? I do need some new glasses. Tell you what, go Specsavers.
1: Mm. Oh, go. glasses glasses. Sorry, I thought you meant some. Su- um, oh, reading glasses. Do you need, yeah.
0: you wear read, you reading you read glasses? No, I have driving you. glasses. Oh. oh, do you don't need new need.
1: ones? Uh, no. Mm. I got some off online, Blender, off, I think they're clearly, it's like 35 bucks.
0: Okay, well then, then that makes me look stupid. Because spec favors, two for 300. Yeah, but like, like, like ones that we were like 600. Mm. So, I've I got two new because I bought glasses last year thinking I don't have to use them. Yeah, and I, only, I need them for reading. So, you don't need glasses for reading yet? No, no, you do, you just don't know it. No, I don't, I'm <laughs> the opposite, opposite
1: direction. So I need glass for driving. My long,
0: my short sighted, so pretty long, isn't it? I, 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 great as no worries, but actually, very good. Like, I can like read that little sign over there three yeah, miles away three miles yeah. and it uh, says so stop um, <laughs> and so I I had glasses and I wasn't really using them because what I just made my world fonts bigger because mm-hmm. so, I read a Kindle made a font bigger so then but then I was still like oh, I need to start wearing them and then one morning I've been reading in bed and then I went up and on my computer for five minutes and I forgot that I had them on and I thought oh, I've got my glasses on and I lifted them up and I was like oh I'm blind <laughs> <laughs> well I'm not blind but Definitely, it was a bit of a struggle. So I went and bought myself two pair of glasses on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Specsavers, pretty yep. cheap, pretty cheap but yep. apparently, apparently not. <laughs> um, but how
1: did you make sure you got the right pair? Because my wife's an optometrist. Oh, that does help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. really helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. That's an advantage when it, it comes is to eyes. Big advantage. Yeah,
0: yep, that definitely helps. I forgot she's mm. an optometrist. Mm. Um, so got them. To help. Yep, two pairs. I bought one casual, cool, mm-hmm. one dressy
1: right yeah, you go.
0: out two for three hundred oh, I thought that was bloody pretty mm-hmm. much, so much Joe bought two pairs. right I won't tell you about your place <laughs> no, we don't. spent six hundred bucks You could have spent <laughs> like
1: sixty we had a great call in the, in the uh, walking poles was a revelation of our tramp this time around oh really you haven't used them no and I said to my mate the other day because his wife was coming on this walk and it was the first time I said probably should get her some walking poles I think you know, from what I've other people said make a big difference, and another big friend of ours raves about them. But it's that temptation like, once you're on that yeah, path, you're like going soft, you just you're it's going an electric soft. bike, isn't it? And uh, and so I got Belinda some poles as well. And when we we're in the va- my mate's wife had said, I said, Oh, they're pretty fancy poles, and she told her husband that they were 200 bucks, uh, or you know, she said around 200. dollars yeah. And then we booked a minivan and we were driving along and, and somehow it came up and their little 10-year-old daughter said, oh, yeah, what about those poles? They were like $300, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, we had
0: a dilemma in my family and my family didn't back ourselves. And I'm, um, it's, I've been told not to talk about it anymore, so I've got to talk about it to so you, you guys. It, yeah. yep. So we're going to – my daughter's coming back to New Zealand in cheapest group. in about two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to it. I'm looking forward to seeing my girl, but – um, she goes to me, Dad, can we do one of those walks we did when I was a kid? So, I, I actually didn't do a huge amount of these, but once I took her away somewhere and we, mm. you know, did a walk overnight, sat in some hut, walked back. And so I said, yep. And I thought, we'll do the Mueller hut. Now, have you done the Mueller no, hut?
1: No, I was literally looking at it yesterday. I was recommending it to someone. Yeah, so... I definitely wanted to do it, but I haven't done challenging, it. Challenging, but achievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, so it's four hours or something like that. Exactly.
0: Mm. So... I, stupidly I showed the video to my family mm. So mum and dad And we're going to come Dad's pulled out Because he can't make it But it's going to be mum Joe Tyler and me mm. Now Joe and I are stupidly fit mm. Like you know In top 5% of the country mm-hmm. My mum run, runs a marathon Or hasn't run a marathon for a while But runs For her right. age Extremely mm. fit My daughter's gym fit She's not necessarily mm. That kind of cardio fit but, So I'm like Let's do it Show them the video No we don't think we can do it mm-hmm. So they pussied out
1: Oh dear
0: So we're going up to the Sealy Towns Which is kind of halfway up Right But we're not doing the
1: whole thing I know Disappointing don't, I know tell, oh, I was, tell, tell them I'm disappointed in them. Yeah
0: Oh well, well I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore Because mm. last time Because we were had, We were talking I was talking to my one of my runners about it She said oh you guys will be fine I said to Joe, so Joe, so See it's going to be fine she said, don't talk about it in, in a tone In a tone <laughs> Well you don't talk about it so, <laughs> so I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore But A bit disappointed Because it looks pretty amazing
1: Yeah If yeah. you get shit weather You'd be in a spot of bother but you wouldn't yeah, go. Just to go. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're gonna do that one day. We're gonna do Sealy Towns, which is kind of halfway up. Mm-hmm. And then next day we just do the hook of hook hook, That's nice work. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's about two hours there and back. And then we're gonna say Mount Hunt and then. Yeah, we go Mount Hunt or, or, or Mount Cook. Mount Cook. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm gonna to go to Mount Hunt as well. That's, yeah. that's how
1: committed
0: I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm doing this week, John? What
1: are you doing this week? Fat boy, slim. Ah. Oh, yeah. I remember watching him in that uh, that documentary about Woodstock where it oh that Custos. was fascinating, wasn't it? because <laughs> yeah.
0: he was the one with the person who got raped in the van, wasn't it?
1: Oh, there was all sorts of things. That yeah, it was there. horrible. Yeah,
0: because he was doing a set and there was a van in the movie. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and then well he didn't know it was happening. Yeah, but he basically had to shut the thing down, didn't he? Yeah. That if you want to watch a good doco, what a disaster it <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go see Fatboy Slim. Mm. You into Fatboy Slim? Do you, reckon, do you oh, I like that? a bit of Fat Boy Yeah,
1: yeah, yep.
0: So that one. I'm doing. The, my goal this year is as many concerts as possible. Nice. Kind of Cannon Crows mm-hmm. Do you like Cannon Crows?
1: Yeah. Horse and everything after.
0: What a great album. Mm-hmm. That may be one of the greatest albums of all time. Mm. But my favourite album is Recovering the Satellite. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when, you, when we were kids, were you did you buy lots of CDs?
1: Um, not a great deal no. But yeah Got the rip offs Here and there <laughs> go, you go through Hong Kong I <laughs> <laughs> no, don't just that Yeah no, We're not talking about When you're more like a teenager no. Tif- no Tiffany Wham pop, <laughs> Tiffany. Wham the final <laughs> Wham the final I remember buying Dire Straits
0: yeah. yeah, So like for me I was a bit like you I remember the guy It's called Mark I went to school And he just buys CDs mm. And he had like a shelf Of CDs And these, I was well impressed Of that
1: These were tapes That I had Oh wow yeah. but,
0: but so you I like had 10 CDs mm. So the ones you had Like I remember I had Prodigy mm-hmm. Fat of the Land mm. What a great CD I had Nirvana mm-hmm. Unplugged mm-hmm. But I had Recovering the Satellite By Counter Crows. That's probably One of their worst albums But for mm. me Oh But, and, but R.E.M. That, I didn't have RM actually. Mm-hmm. Did you have RM?
1: Yeah, yeah. What else? Can you remember uh, what else? Yeah, the RM was automatic to the people, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a great album.
0: I had yeah. bought, um, bought it with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I yeah. love that mm-hmm. album.
1: Trace Chapman.
0: Ooh, you yeah. got a fast car. Yeah, you got a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about it is, because I have this rule, I'm, I don't want to be, it's really interesting with statistics with Spotify, it's basically what they're finding is. First of all, once people get past the duty, they don't really listen to new mm-hmm. music. And secondly, old music's more popular than new music now. Yeah. You know, which is really fascinating. Jersey boys.
1: Oh, they didn't they're... buy that day, by the way. But after <laughs> seeing that musical, goddamn that music. they amazing. had hits, didn't
0: they? They yeah. had so many hits. So I've got this rule, I want to be a new music lover. So I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of new music and, mm-hmm. and I still listen to some songs I love. But I don't really go back and do nostalgic listening much. Mm. But occasionally I will listen to that album again, that recovering the satellites. And it seriously takes me back to being that person. Oh, yes, great. Because there's lines in it. Mm-hmm. Like one of the lines I love, which is, We can't all be cowboys, some of us are clowns, which, because mm. that's what I am, I'm a clown. Mm. And, you know. I'm just, nodding just, in approval. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> no disagreement. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it songs of your youth, and especially if you can find albums that maybe you haven't listened to, mm. you know, because it's, you, you know, let's say R.E.M., there's going to be like the hits that everyone knows, mm. but there'll be songs that you'll listen to, oh, love music. Oh, yeah. So, this is my year for music. Anyway, let's wrap it up.
1: Iron Rush. Let me know. Train hard. Transfer. Kicker. Kicker.